Hi, and welcome back to the Vitalist Spark podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by our partners at Pinnacle Prevention. We're talking about the Arizona Food Systems Network. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Without further delay, let's dig in, starting with some introductions from our guests, Shelby Thompson and Kenneth Steele, where they'll tell us about themselves, their passion for their work, as well as their passions outside of work. Shelby, if you want to go first, and then Kenneth. My name is Shelby Thompson. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the coalition coordinator for the Arizona Food Systems Network, which is convened by Pinnacle Prevention. And I think first and foremost, what connects me to my work is just this deep love and appreciation that I have for food. So for as long as I can remember, I've just really enjoyed cooking and eating food and interacting with it. And all of its different forms. And I think that it's helped me to deepen my own relationship with my family, my community, even the earth and different cultures, as well as myself. And I believe that food is not only a fundamental human right, but that it can really have the ability to nourish, connect and bring joy to people's lives. And so I think what guides my work is this vision that I have of a just, vibrant food system that reflects all of the things that I love so much about food itself. And the systems that produce our food should be healthy and life-giving. And so I really see the Arizona Food Systems Network and the Statewide Food Action Plan as a way to move for or move toward a local food system that is better for everybody. And outside of work, which the two seem to seep together quite often since I have such a love for food, but I really do enjoy spending a lot of time outside exploring our beautiful state of Arizona. And so I'm often spending time in my community garden, hiking, and biking around my town, which is Tucson. Thank you, Shelby. I love Tucson. Tucson's a great people don't get out there enough. They definitely should i happen to think tucson has the best food scene in arizona but uh, i agree kenneth what about you yeah it's been a while i was on a podcast for a different coalition in like 2020 the arizona alliance for livable communities but this is my first time joining y'all in my role with pinnacle prevention in my role at pinnacle prevention i'm the healthy communities programs manager and i work on both kind of of the pillars of of our organization's work, both on the food system side and also on our work to create more opportunities for joyful movement. And what drives me personally in my work, I come from a public health background and spent a number of years working for governmental public health and found that really my two passions in the work were related to the mission of our organization, which are food systems and joyful movement or active living. And it's kind of two very tangible ways for us to make an impact on the well-being of Arizonans. And it's also really fun to do at the same time. Outside of work, I enjoy like Shelby being outside, like to ride my bike a lot, like to ride my bike with my three-year-old son. So when it comes to creating communities that are more walkable, more bikeable, it's something that directly impacts me and my family. And then also one of my favorite things to do is cook and eat out. 
at local restaurants. So there's definitely a huge intersection there as well. Awesome. Thank you guys. And Kenneth, just so that we throw this in there, your son attends the same school as, as one of our coworkers here, right? Kelsey, Kelsey Otten, who's our assistant director of partner engagement. So when I found that out, I thought that was really cool. So <laughs> you know, we're all interconnected in some way. So it's great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey's daughter just was like the star of the show in preschool graduation last week. So I, I heard, yeah. Showed us all these pictures. So that's awesome. So it's great to see that. And all right. So let's move on to the second question. So for those listeners who may not have heard of Pinnacle Prevention or are new to the Vitalist Spark podcast, can you tell us about Pinnacle Prevention and what you guys do? And I love that second portion of your guys' mission, the joyful movement, not just movement, but joyful movement. Tell us about Pinnacle. Pinnacle Prevention was formed in 2014. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We're based in downtown Chandler, but we do serve Arizona statewide. And we work to cultivate a just food system and to create more opportunities for joyful movement. So I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities today to talk about what a just food system is. But when it comes to joyful movement, that refers both to the movement of our bodies and being active, but also the movement of people from place to place. And that's why we're so invested in creating transportation systems that are more human-centered, that allow for people to walk, bike, roll, take transit where they need to go and do so safely, and maybe burn a few calories along the process. When it comes to our work of cultivating a just food system, creating opportunities for joyful movement, you'll see us taking a very comprehensive approach to what we do. So that means we're working in neighborhoods, at schools, with farmers, at farmers markets, at corner stores and grocery stores. And at the same time, you'll see us meeting with city council, with planning commissions, with state legislators, and also even our uh, federal congressional representatives or U.S. senators as well. So it takes a comprehensive approach to make an impact in these areas and to change systems and policies. So that's what we do day in and day out. And if you've been doing this work for a while, you've been at Pinnacle, what, like six years, seven years, I think, give or take. What's the Arizona Food Systems Network for anybody who doesn't know what that is or has never visited azfsn.org? Sure. Just for the record, I've been there three years. It might feel longer. <laughs> but yeah, Arizona Food Systems Network is a community of local, state, and regional food systems advocates, practitioners, and leaders who collaborate to improve the food system for all Arizonans. And the network came about when we as an organization realized that there was a need to engage all these folks around the state that are so passionate about food, food access, nutrition, hunger, so that we could be working together and maximizing our impact by working together and also making an impact on policy. And what's also very unique about the Food System Network is that we're also a coalition of coalitions. So in many parts of Arizona, there are kind of regional or local food 
coalitions like in Maricopa County, there's a Maricopa County Food System Coalition, Pima, there's a Pima County Food Alliance. You've got Flagstaff Food Link, Yuma Keel, and others throughout the state that are kind of addressing their local issues in their own backyards. But in terms of an organization that could coordinate across our diverse state and all 15 counties and across our tribal lands, there was still a lack in that space. So with the support of Vitalist Health Foundation <laughs> in our early years, we were able to convene folks around the state and build this community. And it's something that's an ongoing process that Shelby is doing a fantastic job of herding cats, keeping the energy going, and also keeping us focused on specific issues at the same time. Shelby, now it's your turn to talk a little bit about this. You recently joined Pinnacle. You're there coordinating the Food Systems Network. And last year, the network launched the Arizona Statewide Food Action Plan. What is the Food Action Plan? What are its priorities? And how does it help us improve Arizona's food systems? Yeah, great question. So the Arizona Statewide Food Action Plan is a three-year plan that was co-created with around 150 different stakeholders working across the state of Arizona in our food system. And that was co-created between 2019 and 2021 and published last year. And so the plan really serves as a guiding approach to inform advocacy, capacity building, and investment opportunities that can help us to reimagine and transform Arizona's food system over the next three years. And more specifically, it can be used to help guide decision-making and align with the four priorities in the plan, which I'll get, get into in a moment here. It can help to inform policy decisions, align time and resources with the goals and objectives in the plan, help to drive and leverage grant making and funding opportunities to support the different actions that are identified in the plan. And then also a really important part of our work to deepen statewide connections to fill different gaps and needs that are identified. And so the four priorities that were determined through lots of different listening sessions and community engagement with all of our different stakeholders are really guided by a vision of a vibrant and sustainable and equitable community food system for Arizona. And we have five different values that help to guide these different priorities in our work. And those are sustainability, equity, wisdom sharing, respect, and human rights. And so we really see those as being weaved through these four main priorities that we're working on. And so those four main priorities are food access and distribution, land and water access and protection, climate smart foodways, and agriculture workforce development. And each of those four priorities has an overarching goal as well as various objectives and strategies for action that we can use to move toward implementing them. And each priority area also has a corresponding working group, which is how we keep things moving along with all of the objectives and strategies for action. And I won't go too deep into each of those four priorities, but I will just share those overarching goals so that folks can get a better sense of what we're working towards in each of these priorities. So for food access and distribution, we're really working to increase access and distribution of healthy, 
affordable and culturally appropriate food for all people in Arizona and land and water access and protection. We're fostering and advancing values that support preservation of agricultural land with access to safe and viable water sources for Arizona's food producers. In climate smart food ways, we're leveraging our existing knowledge, experience, and creativity with Arizona's environmental and cultural diversity to scale and uplift the ad adoption of climate smart food ways. And then finally, in agriculture workforce development, increasing the number of growers, ranchers, and food systems workers in Arizona with an emphasis on development with tribal communities. Although not mentioned, there's another work group that is part of this, right? The Indigenous yeah. Food Sovereignty Group. So what does that work group focus on? And I know we're sort of figuring out what that what that group's mission will be, but if you can go into that one a little bit, that would be that would be great for the audience to learn a little bit more about. Yeah, the Indigenous Food Sovereignty Work Group was something that came out of our planning process. So in planning for the development of the Food Action Plan between 2019 and 2021, we did host a number of planning sessions that were catered toward our Indigenous partners and friends across the state that they could weigh in on the process. And while they helped to prioritize our areas of focus for the plan and the goals and objectives and strategies, there was also the desire to have a separate fifth space outside of our four priorities to talk about unique challenges and unique opportunities that exist within our indigenous communities and indigenous organizations. In that space, we really center the voices of those that are working in and, and or working with our native communities across the state. And we're identifying ways to support existing work that's really great, that's just not getting perhaps the funding or technical assistance that it needs in order to expand or we're helping to information share across the really diverse federally recognized tribes and reservations and kind of informal coalitions and networks that exist out there so that folks are talking to one another, supporting one another, and getting inspired by the great work that's happening in their, in their neighborhoods and in their communities. Thank you. I think that's an important piece for, for those who you know, if you go to the food action plan, you may not see that highlighted, but it is one of the work groups that I think just a lot of ideas and, and momentum, momentum is building around, right? I think during the last few calls, we just sort of hear ideas kind of come up and we're all working together to figure out what solutions are available and how we can all help support each other. And, you know, it just takes one idea to sort of spark it and you know, lead to a solution. So I think that part of it is, is really important. So this is for both of you. This next question. We're in the second year of the food action plan. What do you all see as wins? What do you see as opportunities? And what has surprised you? 
I think when it comes to the food action plan, just the fact that we have the first statewide food action plan for Arizona and that we have identified these priorities and that we have these goals in place and work groups are forming or have formed and are working together is tremendous. And, you know, when we talk about the food system, maybe not everyone, not all the listeners even know exactly what that means or what that entails. You might be like, okay, I know about farming. I know about farmers markets, but the food system, you know, is everything from how we grow our food to how we harvest our food, how we process it, distribute it, sell it, eat it, the best part, of course, and then how we deal with our food waste. And then also on top of that, how we ensure that we have the resources to be able to grow our food here in Arizona and to be able to continue to do so into the future and to do so in a way that's very respectful of our climate and of our natural resources, which means preserving our land, preserving our water, using less water, making sure our soil is healthy. And I mentioned earlier that I love how working in the food system allows me to hone in on one specific aspect of creating healthier communities, but really it's so broad and there's so many components to that. And the food action plan is giving us a vehicle on how to work on such a broad number of issues together across the state, you know, hand in hand across different counties. And so I think that's what is really most exciting for me is that this thing is off the ground and it's a three-year plan. So we're hoping to be able to do another iteration of it in the future. But right now it's just so exciting to see it come together and, you know, month by month we're making progress. Yeah, thanks, Kenneth, for the reminder that the existence of the Arizona Food Systems Network, all of the working groups in our food action plan are really a huge win in and of themselves to be celebrated. I think what is feeling really exciting and big for me right now is that through our Regional Food Systems Partnership Grant, which we received from the USDA, we've been able to support our regional coalitions with annual stipends. We know that these regional food coalitions are historically underfunded or not funded at all, and it really limits who can participate in them and what they can do to work on their own policy and programming efforts around food systems in their regions and communities. So I feel really excited that we're able to support those coalitions to be a bigger part of this network and really engage in the way that they want to. Another exciting update from our Climate Smart Foodways Working Group is that through many different conversations in our working group meetings, we have come to one unified definition of what Climate Smart Foodways in Arizona means for us. And we know that having this shared definition of Climate Smart Foodways means that we can all use it to understand how to move forward with different policy efforts and funding opportunities and really just make what Climate Smart Foodways means in Arizona a stronger shared understanding. So I feel excited about that. And then another win is that we are in the process of creating an online dashboard that shows different progress on all of our four priorities. So People will be able to check in there and see where we're at with implementing the different objectives and strategies on our online dashboard in the coming months. 
And then as well, we've also been aggregating different climate smart resources for farmers and people working in our food system so that they have one go-to place where they can find specific climate smart resources for people who are growing, sharing, moving food here in Arizona. And then lastly, there's a lot to share, but the Agriculture Workforce Development Program just received ongoing funding from the state and kind of might get into that a little bit later when we go more into policy. But we're just really excited to be able to continue supporting this extremely important program in Arizona. To date, the program has had over 50 active and completed farmer apprenticeships. So we're really bringing in the next generation of Arizona farmers and ensuring that farming continues to be a viable profession in our state. And 60% of the graduates from that program have been offered ongoing funding at their host farms. So a huge priority of this program is to keep those farmers here in Arizona, make sure that they're growing food for our local communities. And so far, this program is really helping to accomplish that. And then through our Ag, for, Ag Workforce Development Working Group, we are supporting the efforts of that program, which is housed at the University of Arizona's Cooperative Extension by helping to work on policy and advocacy efforts for them, and then also making sure that the goals and objectives of the program are being met by providing storytelling and updates from the program that we can share not only with our community members and farmers, but also with our legislators. That's great to hear. Do you have that shared definition of climate smart food waste? So our shared definition of climate smart food waste in Arizona is for Arizona Food Systems Network, climate smart food waste are policies and practices associated with how we grow, gather, move, prepare, consume, and share food in a way that addresses climate mitigation and resilience, improves water utilization, prevent soil erosion and promote soil health, honors indigenous practices, and supports worker health and economic livelihood, livelihood unique to Arizona's diverse regions and communities. That's awesome. Then you mentioned the 50 farmers. Just for everyone who probably doesn't know this, because this isn't readily available knowledge, what is the average age of the Arizona farmer now? The average age of the Arizona farmer now is over 60 years old. So we know that similar to many other crucial industries, our farmers are aging out. Many don't have a succession plan. And that's one of the reasons why a program like the Agriculture Workforce Development Program is really important for helping to train the next generation of farmers and make sure that food continues to be produced locally. Let's go into policy. What can you tell us about the network's work in policy? I personally love the first Friday calls every month where you guys sort of just catch us up on what's been happening in policy at the federal level, at the state level, the work that you have been driving for so many different policy initiatives. So what have you guys been up to and what wins did we have this year? And I know there's some opportunities that didn't fully come to fruition this year and are still opportunities for next year. So what, what's been going on in the policy side of things for the network? I'd say 
at this time, you know, front and center in spring 2023 has been our efforts with the state legislature to pass a couple bills that are really aligned with our food action plan and the work of the Food Systems Network. The two Arizona Food Systems Network legislative priorities for this session were number one, the Agriculture Workforce Development Program that Shelby was able to give us more information about. And so the program started in 2021 as a two-year pilot program. And now that we're close to wrapping that up and there's been so much success with the program, the 50 different apprentices across 10 or 11 different counties that the University of Arizona Cooperative Extension has been able to hire on and pair up with host farms. Our goal was to get ongoing funding for that program at half a million dollars a year to be able to continue these apprenticeships in future years throughout the state. And so this year, we had two bills for that initiative that were mirror bills. So we introduced one in the Senate and one in the House. So there was Senate Bill 1310 from Senator Gowan that ended up kind of moving forward throughout the process. And ultimately, this session, it was extremely hard to get any kind of ongoing funding appropriations included in the budget. So in the budget negotiations, we ended up settling with a $1 million one-time appropriation that went into U of A's operating budget to keep the program going. Um, so at this time, we're still negotiating exactly how that million dollars can be spent. And hopefully we get more than just one year to be able to spend that down so that we can the same amount of intention that went into the first two years to ensure that there's really great apprenticeship opportunities that are being designed and sustained throughout our state. But regardless, we're super excited that Senator Gowan and the co-sponsors and the representatives moved this thing through the legislative process and also were cheerleaders for the bill to ensure that it got included in that state budget, which is such a competitive and difficult process to navigate. So that's the first one. That's the Agriculture Workforce Development Program. The second is that we wanted to get ongoing funding for our state's fruit and vegetable nutrition incentive program, which is called Double Up Food Bucks Arizona. For those listeners that aren't familiar, it's a tremendous program. It exists in over 30 states throughout the nation. It's a federal USDA program that states can also elect to raise more funding for. And what it does is it allows for folks that are on SNAP or the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance program, formerly known as food stamps, to be able to double their SNAP benefit at designated sites to purchase Arizona-grown fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, plants. And those designated sites are mostly farmers markets, but they also include some farm stands, some mobile markets, and a priority of our organization for the past few years has been getting the program in more brick and mortar corner stores 
that are maybe located where people don't have access to a full service supermarket where they can walk around the corner and go pick up some produce, maybe $10 worth of produce, but then they get another $10 free. So yeah, buy 20, get 20, buy 10, get 10. It's an amazing program. And there's a need in our state to be able to expand that program beyond the sites that exist currently. So we were seeking for $5 million of ongoing funding per year, but similar to the Agriculture Workforce Development Program, really challenging to get ongoing funding. We were successful in getting $5 million of funding, which we can spend down over a few years. Currently, the program has been funded for the past three years at $2 million a year through legislation that passed in 2021. But we needed to get funding to get ahead of that expiration so that we can continue to serve the communities that we have been serving so that there's continuity of that program. They can expect it whenever they go to the market, to the corner store. But also we wanted to be able to expand that program in other parts of the state. So it was, you know, pinnacle prevention down at the legislature, but it's also the backing of the Arizona Food Systems Network and members reaching out to their legislators, talking to their representatives, their senators about why this program is important. And it just makes such a bigger impact when we can have voices from around the state engage in the process and advocate for this change. And so we wouldn't have passed the initial bill without the AZFSN, and there wouldn't be a way for us to continue to do this policy work and also to support the policy work of groups like the Arizona Food Bank Network either without our tremendous network partners across the state. All right, that's great. So for everyone listening, if you haven't already reached out to your local legislator and you want Arizona to have a thriving food system where everyone can access the food they need that is healthy, Um, and essentially doubles up the federal government's investment, you should contact your legislator and make sure that double up food bucks and the agricultural workforce program is supported beyond this one-year appropriation that has been received. So if you have more questions, I'm sure Kenneth and the team at Pinnacle would be happy to answer all those questions as to why you should support this. Let's move on to our favorite thing here at Vitalist, which is breaking down silos. Pinnacle does a great job of this, as you referred to earlier. You guys are known as the Coalition of Coalitions. So how does an organization who maybe isn't connected to the Food Systems Network or Pinnacle get involved? I personally love the coalition calls and the network calls. Um, So if there's anyone listening who maybe isn't involved, how do they get involved? So there are a number of ways to get involved with the Arizona Food Systems Network. If you'd like to just kind of dip your toes in the water and see what we're up to, a great starting point would be to visit our website, www.azfsn.org. And on that homepage, you will see a sign-up form to join the AZFSN listserv. That's a great way to find out about all of our webinars, ongoing meetings, and as Sergio mentioned, our monthly anti-hunger and food system advocacy calls, 
which are a really important way to understand what policy is happening around anti-hunger and food system in our state and even nationally. Those happen on the first Friday of every month at noon, so they're a really great opportunity to spend your lunchtime learning a little bit more from different people who are doing policy work across our state. And we also often share updates from the Arizona Food System Network and the Statewide Food Action Plan during those calls. And then as well, we welcome you to join any of those working groups that correspond with the Statewide Food Action Plan priorities. So those happen bi-monthly and our next round is happening starting June 13th. So again, you can find out more about those by signing up for our listserv. And then finally, if you just wanna hear updates about what's happening around the Statewide Food Action Plan, we have a quarterly all network meeting and the next one is on July 25th at 2.30 p.m. And lastly, I'll just offer up that if anybody would like to reach out to me directly, hear more about the work that we're doing and have a one-on-one, -on -one, my email address is shelbythompson at pinnaclepreventionorg What do we see as the biggest challenge in Arizona is facing in creating an equitable food system? So whichever one of you wants to take it on first, have at it. It's hard to pick just one. We keep referring to the food system, which has many different components. And I think that a lot of them would need to change in order to have a truly equitable food system. One thing that stands out to me is just the fact that people need more money to be able to afford food. We know through many different research studies that when people have money to be able to make their own choices around food, they do choose more nourishing foods that are culturally appropriate and right for their families. And so I think that increasing the SNAP allotment, increasing funding for programs like the Double Up Food Bucks program and the Farmer's Market Nutrition program can really help to just get more money into the pockets of people who need it to purchase this thing that, as I mentioned before, is something that really is, you know, a basic human need and right. And so the biggest thing that comes to mind, even though there are many things, is just more money for people, especially low-income people, to be able to purchase food. In terms of making a more equitable food system, I'm glad you asked that question. I don't think we've talked about equity too much yet. I think there needs to be a focus on those that have been historically underserved, whose needs have not been met, and who have been marginalized in many different ways. And so I agree with Shelby that we need to be ensuring that individuals and families have enough money to be able to buy the food that they want and need to be able to feed themselves, nourish their bodies. And so one opportunity for us to continue to ensure that SNAP benefits aren't attacked on kind of the negative side, but also on the positive side that we can continue to invest in our local food systems that can better serve our communities, that can respond to cultural needs and desires, that can also be better for our environment is to get engaged with Farm Bill. And so I think we need to be working on these issues at all levels. 
So I appreciate our conversations about statewide legislation and also our local kind of Arizona programs. And I also think that as advocates and as folks that do care about whether families are going hungry or whether or not they have access to the food that they want and need, we also have to be paying attention to conversations that are happening at the federal level. You know, in the past few years during this, you know, pandemic time period, we've seen a greater investment in our food system and in these programs. And we're hoping that we haven't lost sight of the benefits of that additional investment as we are, quote unquote, you know, coming out of the pandemic. And so our current farm bill is set to expire in September. And so our federal representatives are having conversations right now about this huge <laughs> package of money, huge omnibus bill. And there are little kind of tiny but mighty pieces of that farm bill that can make a big impact on creating a more equitable food system. And then there's also big pieces like the funding in the bill that goes towards supporting SNAP. And I think engaging at all levels and kind of building our capacity as advocates to better understand what's going on there and engaging a way in individually or on behalf of our organizations is really important. Thanks for that overview. I think if the average person hears farm bill, they think, well, I'm not a farmer, so that doesn't really impact me. But the farm bill really does have implications across the entire country into the Arizona and Maricopa and, you know, Phoenix, Tempe, wherever you're at, Tucson, it just impacts all the way down from Washington. So if you don't know what's in the farm bill, I think you guys have an overview page of what is in farm bill. And if not, we can probably get you some information. Just to round it out, what could we expect from the Food Systems Network Pinnacle over the next year? And how can organizations support your work? One really exciting thing that we are gearing up for is our first in-person annual gathering since 2019. That will be happening at the end of October at the Herd Museum. And so we're really looking forward to the opportunity to see people in person again reestablish and establish new relationships with people who are working on this work and really just fostering those relationships and having that really special time together. So we will be announcing more about that in the coming weeks. Another thing that Kenneth alluded to is farm bill advocacy. So we are currently working with farmers across the state to hear about their needs and priorities around the farm bill. And we will be bringing their voices and priorities to people who are writing the farm bill and making sure that those are included from our local level as well. And then lastly, working on the next iteration of the statewide food action plan, picking what we are learning from this phase of it and understanding what that next phase is going to look like. Kenneth, do you have anything to add? I think that was perfect. I just want to stress what Shelby mentioned about rebuilding relationships, strengthening relationships. I think that's the purpose of the Arizona Food Systems Network at the core, and it's really how the work gets done. So um, I encourage folks to get engaged, to attend our monthly 
anti-hunger and food systems advocacy calls because they just are a fantastic way to get up to speed on everything that's going on. But we look forward to the opportunity to connect with people in person. I think this work is hard. This work can be draining and there are a lot of challenges along the way. And so seeing that there are people from across the state that have the same passion, the same um, aspirations for a more equitable driving food system and also kind of getting down and doing some work together is something that we're all looking forward to. Great. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you.